Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. Oh, good morning. Not good morning, good evening, Lewis. <laughs> well, depending on when uh, you're listening to this podcast, good evening, uh, good morning, good day to you. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are going to be talking to Alison Petrowski a little later on in, oh. in the program. At her time, when we're talking to her, it's 4am. So she's in Washington, D.C. So I don't know if she's had a good morning so far, but we'll find out when we talk to her in half an hour. Wow, right. With the midterm results flowing in, yeah, I imagine she. we probably haven't got her up. She'd be awake anyway. She said, I just want to go to bed, Dan, but for you, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so big thanks to Australian Ethical who help us do what we do here on Irrational Fear. Also, some other folks who also help us out, including our Patreon supporters, including Sonia, exclamation mark, Patrick, uh, Kate and Chad, Thank you for new Patreon supporters. Big thank you to you guys, Chip, again. As you'll see a little later on the show, I started to spend Patreon money on frivolous things, and it's that kind of money that keeps the show on the air. <laughs> and a little later on, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, being nominated for a podcast award. It's very excited. Is that right? Yeah, surely you know this, Lewis. <laughs> I found out because you sent me an email to invite me, so I was thrilled. <laughs> I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal Land and the Ornation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 40. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, the US midterm elections causes a rise in serious journalists saying the word gubernatorial. And Vogue sues Drake for making a parody of a magazine cover, despite no one suing Vogue for making a parody of a fashion magazine. And Anthony Albanese is set to meet President Xi Jinping at the G20 summit. Albo will present the Chinese president with an album by Gang of Youths, and Xi will present Albo with an ultimatum fit for a capitalist lapdog of American imperialism and a lovely pair of shoes made by a gang of detained youths. It's the 11th of November, and we're not afraid to go lower than Bitcoin. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear!
Hello and welcome to Irrational Fear. My name is Dan Illich. I'm the co-creator of the Dan Andrews Two-Step Program and this is the podcast uh, that is nominated for one of the best comedy podcasts in Australia for 2022. Hey! That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there are so many comedy podcasts. I don't know how we did it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about That's that. Right. I don't mean to say that we're a shit podcast, but there are so many great podcasts. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about it in a second, but I just want to introduce you to our fear mongers for tonight. They too are very highly successful podcasters, but they are also Newcastle's fourth and fifth favourite sons. From the podcast, Russia, if you're listening, it's Matt Bevan. And from the web series, Finding Jesus, it's Cam James. Hey! Hey, thanks for having us. Feeling very gubernatorial tonight, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. First, uh, long-time listener, first-time uh, fearer, I guess, you know, terrified person. Terrified What's the demonym for people on this show? What are you talking about? What's, what's the, 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 the fear What are the people on this show? Fear monger. You're a fear monger. Yeah, you're a fear You're supposed to create the fear, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to right. feel the fear. You're supposed you to create to bring it. The fear. Oh, I bring the fear, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to bring it. I didn't actually know you were both from Newcastle. Yes. Who, who's above you? I guess the three Johns brothers and yes. well, Daniel oh, Johns. So are we counting Daniel Daniel as a sibling yeah. to Maddie and Andrew? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. The three Johns brothers, uh, Kurt Fernley yes. is the other one. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Fernley yep. generally ranks uh, above us. Um yeah. Mad Dog McDougal, I don't know if he's from there. Um, Reese Nicholson, comedian, he's oh, from there. Oh, as yes, well. yes. Mm. He's doing quite so well. So I have an anecdote about Reese Nicholson. Oh, here we do go. You, do you want a quick anecdote about Reese Nicholson? Sure. So uh, Reese Nicholson and I were in community theatre together, and the community theatre that we were at uh, would do a thing where they would, in order to give as many kids a turn as possible, they would set up two casts for each show and then you sort of take turns yes. doing performances, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And Reese mm-hmm. and I were both the lion in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my God. Taking turns being the lion. But that meant that we had to share the same lion suit. Beautiful. And <laughs> the, the show was done in, like, October, November of a very hot year. And so Reese and I both lost several kilos doing that role into the suit and, uh, yeah, and shared that suit oh, for um, for quite some time. So, yes, Reese and I share a, a bond that few other people share. Yeah, thicker than, <laughs> thicker than water. A bond yeah, thicker right. than water. Lion that's blood. Where the, phrase, where the phrase lion's share comes from. It was <laughs> Newcastle Theatre 2002. Right. <laughs> lion's share. Hey, Matt, when uh, when the lion news broke last week, did you have an inkling or a, an urge to jump on the jump, get in the lion suit and negotiate on behalf of lions in Taronga Zoo? Yeah, I had a feeling that it was something. There was something lion related happening, and it's you just and, you of... and Reese just texted each other to check in. We don't need to text. We just sort of uh, communicate to, telepathically. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I could have sorted it out at least better than the Mossman Police Station. We are nominated for a podcast at the Australian Podcast Awards, and I wanted. You've mentioned that. Well, I, just, <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring this up because it's something interesting that someone pointed out to me. One of um, uh, Shannon Marenko, who is the co-host of the Bazura Project, sent me this link. Apparently, Sportsbet has odds on for, for, mo- <laughs> no for most of the what? awards. Does Sportsbet have a podcast? They, 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 they definitely should. Comedians need work, and that's all they employ at the moment. But look, get, get the three Johns brothers on there. They can do it. Yes. <laughs> look at this Triple odds. J, the Johns triplets. <laughs> We're paying $2.20, and then probably the, wow. big, the biggest podcast out of this, with the one with the most listeners, Tony and Ryan, who've got 
mm. hundreds of thousands of listeners. Um, they're paying seven dollars. I don't know how that. I think that's all wrong. Surely. That if I was a gambling person, I'd I'd quickly put a lot of money on that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I am actually thrilled that you guys are nominated for uh, best comedy podcast because you guys do quite a lot of climate content, uh, obviously on this show, and you could have decided to nominate yourselves for the climate award. Matt Bevan, mm. I paid two hundred dollars of the Patreon money to apply for the climate award, and we didn't even get nominated. Oh. <laughs> Well, I did. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very glad that you're not in this category. <laughs> I'm interested in what my odds are, though. Uh, oh, they're not. They're not. They're not taking bets on the climate award. Uh, well, Outrageous. Maybe that's because the national broadcaster paid for your entry, Matt. Maybe. Maybe we all we yeah, all paid for your entry. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you for your uh, eight cents. Yeah. In fact, uh, next week we got two uh, two other fellow nominees as fear mongers. Claire Stevens from Mamma Mia is cancelled. Will be joining us, and also the Queen of Adelaide comedy, Georgie Carroll from the Swab Podcast will be co-hosting with us next week. Coming up a little later on in the podcast, we'll cross live to Washington, D.C. with Nine's U.S. correspondent and friend of the show, Alison Petrowski, to find out what's uh, what happened in America today. Like, did anything happen in America today? Who knows? Who knows if anything happened in America today? But first, here's a message from this week's sponsor. At Medibank Private, we regret the recent data breach of our customers' personal information. And while the hackers tried to convince us to pay their ransom... As any of our customers trying to lower the cost of life-saving medical treatment will tell you, we never negotiate. That's why Medibank Private is rebranding. As of today, we'll be known as Medibank Public. So, whether you have your first leaky bum, like Phyllis Thompson of Six Spurwing Place, Wangaratta, or your third STI, like Gustav Montague of 35 to Brook Street, Bonoble, Queensland, 4275, whose blood type is O positive and mother's maiden name is Von Summer and has three points left on his licence and is so heavily laden with debt that an extra $5,000 in fees won't make that much of a difference to him, tax file number 03199381, you'll get the same overpriced service without any more data breaches. Because it's too late. It's all out there now anyway. Medibank Public. We feel better now. But there's no more secrets. Mm, always good to have a sponsor on the show. This week's First Fear, there's a lobby group in Australia that's calling for Australians to boycott Netflix. That lobby group is the Australian Monarchist League. Yes, they're calling on all right-thinking Australians to boycott Netflix until they correct the falsehoods and inaccuracies about the royal family in the TV show The Crown. Apparently Netflix <laughs> has been spreading falsehoods that the royal family is actually... Interesting. Um, mm. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Fear mongers, um, can we forgive Netflix for embellishing just a little bit here? I think that they should, the uh, the Monarchs League should just be grateful that anyone's talking about the Royals at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Am I... Did anyone else not give a shit about the Royals until this show? <laughs> I've spent my entire life not caring. Now I'm so invested. This is the thing that's going to keep the Royals in power. This is the thing that's going to keep uh, Australia uh, in the Commonwealth. It's actually vital for the Royals to, to stay in this show because as long as people are wanting more seasons mm. of the show, <laughs> obviously they'll need to keep the monarchy going. If I was a royal family... I would be just be so happy that they'd made me hot. I know. <laughs> they're so hot. Or, they're so hot. They're so hot. Like, I've watched the royal wedding or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, I've, I mean, I've seen the news clips. There's no one hot in that no. family. They're all like weird inbred freaks. It's so and now depressing. They've got, they've got super hot people playing them. I would be 
honoured to have somebody that hot playing me. I love, love this line from uh, YouTube comments. Pete Lawless says, I thought the crown was about the moment of birth. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the uh, first season when it came out and I just started thinking, oh, my God, Princess Margaret was so beautiful. She's like <laughs> the most beautiful person in the world. Mm. And then I looked yeah. her up for real and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did the monarchists have a thought on uh, uh, Marry Harry? Do you remember that reality show? Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it's must-watch television if anyone hasn't got around to it. As soon as you finish The Crown, pop over to Marry Harry. They find a Prince Harry lookalike mm. and then put him in a castle and get a bunch of women to come and they say that they're going to get to marry Prince Harry. <laughs> and that's the whole show. And I think... In my personal opinion, it deserves more awards than The Crown, but yeah. the critics snubbed it. It's yep. um, it's like The Bachelorette or something, but the guy doesn't really look like Prince <laughs> Harry. He just has ginger hair, so they only ever see him from about 300 metres away. It's always just like him scurrying from a helicopter to the castle and the, and the host is like, there he is, and the girl's like, oh, my God. The reason I would boycott the uh, the crown is because of the things that they leave out rather than the things that they put in. I mean, they they just skated straight past the constitutional crisis of mm. 1975 without a mention of, you know, the palace letters and the interaction with John Kerr and that kind of thing. They didn't mention, they've already gone well past its royal knockout. <laughs> they didn't touch on the time that the royals decided to delve into their own reality <laughs> television show. Did they actually get, like, one of the royals no, no. To, to perform in it? Several it's a, it's a of royal, them. It's a knockout? Several. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I believe it was the late 80s and, look, I'm not an entire expert on, on this, but I believe It's great. It's a Knockout was kind of like, um, you know, the show where they, uh, you know, they're running and, uh, and there's a big pool of water and the people are trying to jump from, you know, obstacle to obstacle. Like Ninja Warrior. Yeah, like Ninja Warrior. Yeah. It's like Clown Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Like why? But they had several yeah. royal family members participating in this thing in, in an effort to make them <laughs> seem amazing, more personable. Man. By having them on a reality ninja show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's more <laughs> personable. And they didn't touch it. They just went straight past it into Diana, you know, they were, we're already into Well, the you 90s. know, there's a reason why they couldn't touch it. Rights, you know. it's Daryl Summers still owns the rights to It's a Knockout. So, <laughs> mm, uh, mm. yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't possibly do it. And if they were to do it, Daryl Summers would have to host it. They couldn't get someone to play Daryl Summers. No, it's impossible. They went right past when all the royals put on blackface and danced on Hey Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl had the rights to that. <laughs> so I went, I went to the... Uh, actually, I think Prince Harry was actually uh, dressed as a Nazi and the rest of them were in blackface. <laughs> Adolf Hitler and the Jackson Jive. I remember that fact. <laughs> Gongham well, Red, I remember that. <laughs> Thankfully, they actually had a few Nazi uniforms since most of them are former Nazis. So it was pretty... <laughs> they had that in the closet. It's a hand-me-down. I went to the uh, Anarchist Monarchist, uh, the, the Anarchist Monarchist the League. <laughs> I was like, when I was a kid, I downloaded the Monarchist's cookbook. <laughs> I, don't I know. thought it would be napalm, but it was just scones. It was just scones <laughs> and sticky date. Um, that can blow apart your anus. No, stop it. Uh, look, I don't know who is in the Australian Monarchist League, but I, I just want to give them all a wedgie. So I went to the website to find out a, a little bit more about them. And, I, you know, the website's pretty good. And the merch page some great merch. Like, for instance, you can buy a brief history of our constitutional development as a nation for $10. Isn't that, isn't that great? Just a fantastic wow. book to $10 to get a brief history. You can also buy a portrait of the king. Um, I bought two because it was only $5. Why would you pay uh, for that, though? You know, you know you can ask for your, your local MP for one for free. 
Well, te- te- technically, they're giving they're giving it to you for free, so you can get a free version. But you just have to pay for shipping. So oh, I right, use the right. Patreon money to Fair buy enough. two, um, and I will give it. Then you, you've got to stop telling people how you're spending this yeah. Patreon money. You're starting to sound like Bridget McKenzie. <laughs> Way too like, much of a peek behind the curtain. Man. Yeah, but if you become a Patreon supporter, I will mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually get it. It's great. It's very, it's, uh, this We're going to lose so many This week, if this you week. subscribe, you'll get a free Portrait of the King. Who knows? If there's only one of you, maybe you'll get two Portraits of the King. <laughs> um, but the thing about the merch page that I really liked was that um, the heading said Amel Products. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I'm on board with the league. I like these guys now. <laughs> I've got princely poppers. <laughs> this is a rational fear. The real shows Queen Elizabeth performing a Nazi salute. His journey from the heart of the British royal family to Hitler's inner circle. Duke of Sussex was called out when he was photographed wearing a Nazi uniform to a costume party. Just let me know, is the, the royal family a racist family, sir? You are listening to a very rational fear. This week's second fear, Sylvester Stallone is making a reality TV show about his family or, as the Daily Mail put it in the headline, Sylvester Stallone, 76, poses with his stunning daughters as they prepare to become the next Kardashians with their Paramount Plus show. Wow. Cam, your life's work has been circling around the the oeuvre of Sylvester Stallone. Is this enough for you to sign up to Paramount Plus? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> Do you think they have the rights to calling it Sly and the Family Stone? That's a perfect name, Sly and the Family Stallone. That's better than one I had. I had Rambo's Drag Race, but uh, oh, you cute. know that was. <laughs> I've got uh, because he's been going through marital issues at the moment, so I've got Rocky on the Rocks. That's not good. bad. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Eye of the Father. I don't mind good. that. Good. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Nice. Um, the Expendables Four. <laughs> that's probably worth it. That's, good. that's probably enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I also had um, sidling up to the Stallones and also uh, Rocky 10 through 200. I thought that, that was beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. His um, daughters have beautiful names. One of his daughters' names is Sistine. Ooh, wow. Do you think, you know how some people will name their child after where they were conceived? <laughs> you think he fucked in the chapel? <laughs> That would be challenging. Do you think he misread, pretty crowded, you think he misread look, a you know, system? <laughs> if he's being Pope, honest. don't look away, yeah, Pope. <laughs> Watch me do my thing. Well, everyone's staring at the ceiling in that chapel, so I suppose, you know. <laughs> That's true. No one's looking at the no floor. No one's looking down. <laughs> Instead of doing it as a Kardashian's knockoff, rather more its royal knockout style stuff, I would like to see <laughs> St- Sylvester Stallone and his children attempting to, you know, Getting beaten up by foam implements. <laughs> I don't think you can take another head knock. No, that's true. I think one more head knock and that's it. Yeah, that's that's probably the reason why they've gone with the Kardashians. The, 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 there's, there's very few, uh, you know, brain injuries involved in the Kardashian show from what I've seen of it. Yeah, it's low on CTE. <laughs> we all make fun of Sylvester Stallone, but we all forget that he's an, an Oscar winner and he's written... Uh, you know, Oscar-winning screenplays, a lot of screenplays, directed a lot of fantastic films. This TV show could be amazing. I mean, he could win a Logie. I don't know. Like, he, <laughs> anything's possible. He could win a Logie with this. Is that one of the? Is that one of the things in the EGOT? 
you're trying to, you know, get Did you read the Hollywood Reporter uh, profile on him this week? No. What did it say? It's really fantastic. He's talking about this show and this new series that he has coming out also on Paramount Plus called Tulsa King. At one point he says, everyone thinks I'm just some rich guy who lives a rich guy life, but I'm just a normal guy. In fact, I was sitting around with uh, Denzel Washington the other day and we are both just talking about how we're normal guys. <laughs> That's what Lewis and I do when we hang out together. Like, we're just normal guys. Yeah. I'm just a normal 76-year-old with a 20-year-old daughter. Totally normal. <laughs> Irrational fear. You think I'm a loser? I'll tell you, I am a loser. I like being a loser. I made a profession out of being a loser and you're a loser. Irrational fear. This week's third fear, Ukraine is being invaded by a new force. Sean Penn, yes, in the hopes to boost morale of Ukrainian soldiers. Sean Penn met with Vladimir Zelensky to, and gave him one of his Oscar trophies. Great. Oh, great. <laughs> um, what is Zelensky <laughs> going to do with Sean Penn's Oscar trophy? I just have to get this out of the way. I think this could be the turning point in the whole war. <laughs> because as we all know... <laughs> The pen <laughs> is mightier than the sword. Here we go. Yes. That's very good. I must have a sound effect here. Uh, I mean, I, so, so my latest series of my podcast is all about Zelensky and, and Putin and that kind of thing, and so I've been really digging right into And mine's all about Sean Penn, so if you <laughs> want to... But, you know, there's a famous quote, of course, from Zelensky when people were asking him to leave the country, to flee Kiev as the Russian army was approaching, he very famously said, I need weapons, not a ride. But I've actually been digging deeper and deeper into this, and that's the incorrect quote. The correct quote is, I need weapons, not a ride, but also an Oscar trophy would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And I need a copy of Mystic River too, please. Yeah. I think other celebs should jump on the bandwagon and and give out other awards they've won, you know. Absolutely. Blockbuster, Blockbuster awards. Maybe Lisa McCune could give away a few of her gold logies. It's like... Dan, do you right now, to support the people of Kiev, pledge to donate your Australian podcast award? I, I would not only give um, give them these two, but I'll give them the new one if we get another one. Wow. Well, that, nothing will away. boost morale like that. I think we need to contact Lockheed Martin and ask whether their, you know, long-distance artillery launchers have an attachment for trophies. You know, if they, if they want to, you know, send some Putin's way, you know, teach them a, mess, uh, teach them a lesson there. And there's only one trophy you need to send and that is Arias because they're, they're really yeah. they're gonna they're, they'll, they'll get you. They'll get you. When we come back, we'll be talking to Alison Petrowski live from Washington, D.C. This is A Rational Fear. A Rational Fear. Lewis, I'm just uh, pausing the podcast for just one second to let oh. you know that... Um, Are you going to w- listen to a different podcast? You can listen to some Hamish <laughs> and Andy. <laughs> it's a Gee, really good podcast. Uh, that's why they are number one. That's why they're number one. Uh, I'm just letting you know that you have a TV show on. Um, yeah, and true. But because it is only one episode, you might not be able to financially look after yourself and your forthcoming child. Dan, if I had a million television shows and one of them was Survivor, I still wouldn't be able to deal with my money well enough to pay for this child. (laughs) Well, I've got some good news. We do have a sponsor for Irrational Fear, so I can help you pay for your child or we can help you pay for your child with the great people at Australian Ethical who are chipping in to help us pay for this podcast. Thank you 
Australian Ethical. These people have been running money since 1986. Running money, it sounds like running drugs, doesn't it? Well, I mean, if it was in 1986, there is a good chance that they made their first million from cocaine. But it, it, it's unlikely because their name is Australian Ethical. <laughs> they spend their money putting it into good things. Uh, good things like, like cocaine. Health- Healthcare, education, renewable energy. They stay away from things like cocaine, fossil fuels, gambling, tobacco, all that stuff could disappear. And it's really uh, it's really exciting. They align with our values and we align with their values. That's amazing because I uh, am not with them currently. I've only just found out about this. I'm here finding out about this right now, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> but I do need to know this because I've, I've recently found out that my super fund, I won't name it because I don't know if I'm allowed, but they're trash. They've just increased their investment in fossil fuels. Yeah, I think you and I, we are with the same super fund. And if you want to know who that super fund is, go check out my Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, or just go and check out our previous work in the hospitality industry. All the super funds in Australia, the top 15, have been rapidly divesting their, uh, their fossil fuel stakes. Well, um, I'm thrilled to hear about this, Dan, and I do hope that all of the other uh, big organisations that are divesting in fossil fuels consider investing in irrational fear. <laughs> Thank you, Australian Ethical. Super, uh, super work. No pun intended. Uh, I didn't didn't intend that to do that. And uh, we'll get back to the podcast. And we're back. Joining us now is Alison Petrowski from Washington, D.C. and Channel 9. Hello, Alison. Good morning to you. I I know it's very early there. Yeah, I, I don't know. if I thought it was evening and I realise it's 4am in the morning now. Good morning, good evening, guys. I don't know what day it is, what planet I'm on at the moment, but it's um, it's been an interesting 24 hours. Yeah, has anything happened in America we should be aware of? Is anything going on there? <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's been really quiet, actually. I haven't seen it this quiet for such a long time. <laughs> now, the midterms have happened uh, over the last little bit, last 24 hours. I don't know if you saw this clip, Alison, that's been going around the internet. Um, there's not only uh, kind of allegations of Russia interfering, but also uh, allegations of Australians interfering in the US elections. Let me show you this. We need to save America before we can save Australia. So this is, uh, I've come here to sacrifice three months of, of my life wow. to, to support MAGA, the, the MAGA candidates. I've been to Arizona, New Mexico and Florida. And uh, for, for me, it's just important that in order to save Australia, I wanted to be here to make sure that, that we get the right people uh, over the line. That is just some guy called Greg Smith who just happened to get in front of the camera, some dude in America, just saying he's there. I can't believe they got Greg Smith. (laughs) Greg Smith is on the ground. Alison, have you managed to get an interview with Greg Smith? Well, this is actually quite funny because I put that little bit that you played, I put that in a package that we ran on our news bulletin last night and I actually went on a deep dive searching for Greg Smith and, I mean, any Aussie, as you know, will, will know that it is impossible to find something. I found many people called Greg Smith. I, I can't find this particular one, but Greg Smith, if you're listening, Nine News would love to have a chat to you and just walk us through your journey for the last three months. I'm fascinated. This you- sounds like the plot of a comedy mystery podcast that Dan James could do. I, I love I mean, this. He, he realises, right, that, that he's not an American and that he can't vote and that I'm just fascinated. Does he not have a job? Does he not have a family? Like, how has he paid for this trip? Look at like, that guy. So 
question. <laughs> Allison, that, no, that guy doesn't have a... He has no one who loves him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's also had some mixed results as well. I mean, he doesn't seem to have delivered in Arizona. Uh, New Mexico doesn't seem to be going that well for the Republicans. I mean, it seems to. it seems like he hit his stride when he got to Florida and really delivered for, for MAGA when he got there, yeah. But they've done well yeah. there. Yeah. Well there. It has been a pretty decisive moment uh, for the for the MAGA candidates in that they have completely flopped in these midterms. It has been so interesting, and uh, what will be interesting is when we wake up tomorrow what the Republican Party are going to do because we saw Ron DeSantis, who is uh, quite probably their strongest candidate to be on the 2024 ticket. He had a resounding victory uh, as the uh, governor of, of Florida today and I think it will he will turn around to the party and say, I am the man to lead you to the next election, not Donald Trump and particularly not after Donald Trump's carry-on today where he was uh, suggesting that there were issues with certain uh, counties' uh, ballots. There were certain, there were certain uh, technical issues in, in, in some counties in Pennsylvania and Arizona, but they were really minor. And he and Carrie Lake absolutely tried to weaponise them and try and throw a cloud over the whole midterm election. And I feel like perhaps today America finally saw through it. It felt like they really did vote for their candidates and they weren't paying any attention to some of the conspiracy theories that had been uh, floated around this country like a virus, I guess for the last two years. Uh, you mentioned Carrie Lake. I saw this clip of her being asked if she would run for president, obviously yesterday before she's now lost her, uh, her bid. Uh, and she's got a, um, she had a pretty threatening stance about the media. If Donald Trump announces as expected to be president and you win the governorship of Arizona, you're likely to be talked about as a VP candidate. Will you, do you plan to serve your entire term in Arizona or are you open to being the VP? Are you new covering this race? Because we've talked about this before. We've talked about this. I've answered these questions. I am going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare for eight years. And we will reform the media as well. We're going to make you guys into journalists again. So get ready. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait. There you go. You're going to be turned into a journalist again, um, Alison. Well, the good news is she didn't get back in, so you can just go back to whatever you were doing before before she even planned to run. The best part is she was a journalist for a good 27 years. I mean, well, I lose. I use that term loosely. She she hosted uh, the local Fox News in Phoenix, Arizona, for 27 years. So she was in the media. She was the face uh, of Fox News, and she was a face for those local people who believed that she was always telling them the, the truth. So. The Carrie Lake journey is so fascinating how she's managed to absolutely flip this uh, and really target the media. But I guess she's eating her words right now because it does not look like she's going to walk away uh, with that gubernatorial ship, as they call it, which I find (laughs) so fascinating with America. I just call it the run for governor. Were you excited to say the word gubernatorial, Alison? Like, uh, you know, for me, that's such a great word, gubernatorial. (laughs) <laughs> I love the word, but I've actually made sure I've not put it in my coverage because I'm pretty <laughs> sure most Australians would be like, what is that girl talking about? And they would just think I was an absolute goober, so I've avoided it. Alison, there was one um, quote that I was wondering if you'd seen, and Matt, I'm sure, I imagine you would have been across this one, which was Donald Trump giving his thoughts on the Republican sort of votes today. Word for word, he was like, if they win, I should get the credit. If they lose... It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think we should all just be living our life like that? Like how easy pretty, it it's be? a pretty great <laughs> motto. I love that. There are things about a- him that I don't miss, and there are every now and again there are things I'm like, "Fuck, he's good." 
He's really good. <laughs> that's what Lewis says to Ita after looking at the iView ratings for uh, Australia's most co- biggest competition competition. I'm a bit disappointed actually in that because usually it's if they win, it's because of me. If they don't, it's because they didn't listen to me is generally the way that he describes <laughs> it. But I'm, I'm staggered that Ron uh, DeSantis has gone so well and that his, uh, you know, his backers have gone so well throughout Florida given Donald Trump viciously took him down by calling him Ronda Sanctimonious. I mean, how can you come back from a burn like that? It's not as good, not his best stuff. You're like, just go with moron, you know, just keep it simple. Alison, can you tell us who is the biggest loser of this midterm election, do you think? Oh, I think Donald Trump. And I think because he got so excited yesterday and he announced his announcement. He announced that he was going to be announcing on November 15 at Mar-a-Lago. We all know that means he's going to throw his hat into the ring uh, for the presidency. He's backed himself into a corner now. And I think had he held off and waited 24 hours, he wouldn't have been putting that date out there. I think he probably would have been going back, having a bit of a think about it and maybe pushing it a, a year down the track. So I think he shot himself in the foot and that makes him the biggest loser. And the biggest winner? Oh, and the biggest, I think Ron DeSantis, I think truly he is shaping up to be uh, the man that will be leading the Republican ticket in 2024. Um, And and all jokes aside, I saw him in Florida as I was covering Hurricane Ian last month. And he did show that he could lead. I mean, he he really was embraced by the people. He invited Joe Biden down. They worked together. He showed that he wasn't going to be a baby like Donald Trump was. You know, he he did the bipartisan thing and he showed that he could do that. Uh, that was the first step today. He's had a resounding win for governorship. Um, and that is normally a pretty big tick uh, when you prog- in progressing forward to throwing your hand up for the presidency. I dare say we will see him announce that he's running within the next two to three months. And uh, can I ask, do we know who would win in It's a Knockout? Out of <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Lake, man. Alison, <laughs> what, what, what do you make of the, uh, the results for the Democrats, though? Which Democrats have done well and which Democrats have uh, underperformed a little bit, have perhaps been a little bit disappointing in, in not quite making it across the line? For the last three days, all I've been saying is, oh, potential red wave, potential Mm. red Mm. wave. So the fact that we haven't seen that is is a huge win for all Democrats, even though they will probably still lose the House, which normally you would say is a big loss. Originally, we were talking about 60 seats, then it was coming down to 20 seats. Now they can't even quite get five seats yet. They'll probably do it in in the next couple of days. I can't think of a particular, I'm trying to think, uh, Gretchen Whitmer has been pretty outstanding. She had a pretty decisive victory over Tudor Vixen, um, Tudor Dixon. Guys, I've been up for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah you're, you're doing up. great. Mm-hmm. You're and doing all my pyjamas, I'm taking my makeup off. I thought I was just having a quick chat to Dan. He's absolutely <laughs> stitched me up. There is no group of people with more insane names than American politicians as well. In your I know, and you're like, tell me the best Democrat. I can't remember my own name right now, guys. <laughs> well, Alison, we'll let you get to bed. Thank you so much for joining us on Thank Irrational Thank you, guys. And- Appreciate it. Anytime. All right, well, that is it for Rational Fear. Big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, including Sheepy, who asks Matt Bevan a question. I'd love it if tonight we could get an update from Matt Bevan as to how the plans for his trebuchet centrifuge are going. Uh, and this is, of course, referencing a tweet of yours, Matt, from last month where you said you're going to crowdfund uh, a centrifuge so big it can chuck stuff 
Into the Sun, which is, I think, playing off uh, a, a, playing off an idea that people are going to launch missiles into oh, well, space spacecraft into space with not, using nothing but a centrifuge. Um, how are your plans going? Yeah, look, it's it's tricky, Dan, because I, I do like to announce big plans on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> One of my big plans uh, was to because the um, the feed in tariff is so dreadful uh, off solar panels. Uh, that you're getting at the moment. I was intending to set my set up my own aluminium smelter in my backyard, <laughs> use the electricity for that, make my own aluminium. You, then I was going to use the profits from that to make this giant centrifu- mm. centrifuge that can fling things into space. Uh, so yeah, th- that's that's the update on that on that situation. Uh, <laughs> Thank I'm you. Waiting for approval for the uh, aluminium smelter and waiting for the shipment of aluminium. Sanctions for, with Russia are getting in the way of all these things. It's massive problem shipping. That's okay. Excellent I question, understand. In, it's a lot <laughs> of I understand, I understand in Newcastle, all you got to do is sponsor the the Newcastle Knights, and you get stuff approved pretty quickly. That's true. A good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll change the stadium name to Centrifuge Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Make the whole stadium yeah. spin while they play in the middle. Let's get our plugs underway. Matt Bevan, what would you like to plug? Uh, uh, thank you, Dan. I would very much like to plug the new series of uh, my podcast. Uh, if you're listening, it's, we're called, it's called Russia, if you're listening. And we are looking at the war between Ukraine and Russia and looking into why it happened now, uh, the effect that it's having on all of us, and, uh, well, we're trying to figure out some of the different ways that it could potentially end. Uh, I'm really happy with the series and I hope that, um, yeah, well, it's launching. It's launched this week, so we'll see whether people like it or not. <laughs> Just some light comedy listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cam James, um, what would you like to plug? Well, I do very similar uh, journalism to Matt. Um, <laughs> I, I have a new web series that's uh, an investigative comedy series called Finding Yeezus. I've found a bizarre video game on the internet called Kanye Quest. No one knows the identity of the creator of this game, but urban legend is that it was created by a new age religion based out of California who were using the video game to recruit new members. So myself and Alexi Toliopoulos spent about a year and a half investigating this video game and cult it is so good. That is proper It is so funny man. and so enjoyable. I wish there was like another 10 episodes. Thank you, Cam. You made something so beautiful. It, oh, thanks, Dan. Thanks so, so much. I hope people like it. And once you've watched Finding Jesus, uh, you should also go back and listen to actually a podcast that's very similar to Matt. It's, it is about a war between America and Russia in a way. <laughs> it is about Rocky Fall <laughs> and <laughs> um, Ivan Drago. Yes. The, the greatest war ever fought. Yeah. Finding Drago, um, we go deep onto that stuff. We, uh, I'm a big Sly fan. I'm looking forward to signing up for Paramount Plus for a month to watch the show and then getting rid of it. If you say it three more times, they'll give you a free subscription. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Alabaster Wars and I wish there was a, uh, oh. I wish there was a podcast series on that. Me too. Lewis, you should plug your show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I plugged, I plugged it last week, but if you've never listened to this podcast before and you're just joining us... Uh, yes, I have a television show. It's it's a television special. It's called Australia's Best Competition Competition uh, with my friend and radio co-host Michael Hing where we enter a bunch of weird competitions all around the country to find Australia's best. It's really fun. I watched it and it was fucking great. It was, I loved it. So good, man. Thanks, Keith. I would appreciate that. Very, very good. Oh, he nearly got there. It's very good, Lewis. It's a very good podcast. <laughs> <So close. laughs> very good show. I think that's what he was going to say. Very fair. 
Rewatch. <laughs> Terrible. Amazing. My internet just cut out. Disgusting. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know how Dan feels. Oh. Wow, you can't actually hear me. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> hey, there he is. <laughs> we just we didn't get we didn't quite get to the yeah. adjective. <laughs> oh, we right. just knew that you, we knew it was very very something. <laughs> oh no! Now he's gone. <laughs> All right, Lewis, you have to decide oh, you, you so decide on your own adjective there. <laughs> very, very, and that's all we have time for on a that is a, That's a cliffhanger. That's really good storytelling. You'll have to subscribe to Rational Fear's Patreon to find out what Dan thinks of my television special. It's behind the paywall. His thoughts are too rude. Big thank you to, what does Dan always say? Big thank you to Road Mikes, uh, to our guests, Matt Bevan, to Cameron James, <laughs> mm. to Jacob Brown on the Teppanyaki timeline. And uh, don't forget, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. <laughs> Did you thank Australian Ethical? <laughs> oh, fuck, I didn't thank Australian Ethical. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Australian Ethical. Thank you, Road Mikes. And you, Lewis, you did such a great job. And can I say that your TV really show good. was very much like a TV show. It was wonderful. <laughs> Oh, the- <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.